We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, I think it's always different. I mean, I think uh, now where I kind of have to be on the floor for, for 30 plus minutes, I can't, especially early, I can't be aggressive where probably the referees are probably like more likely to call for a little tacky foul. So um, that's something I just have to do a bad job. I've been doing a good job, but just today it's just was two stupid fouls where sometimes you just have to, have to just let it go and not do it. Jesse M, what's going on, Jesse? Uh, safe to say RJ's hot start was a complete fluke. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. We'll see. He's back to being an extremely frustrating player. The extremely frustrating player has always been another gross three for 14 performance. Well, I think he actually finished better than that, but um, <clears throat> it's about when you're having those performances. And I, and I said this about Brunson during the was it during the Nets game or during the Lakers game? One of the, again, it all runs together in my head. But one of the one of the last few games, um, Brunson did not have a great shooting night, and his process wasn't particularly good. Um, I think it was uh, it was the Nets game. It was the Nets game, and forced a few shots for sure. Forced a few shots, but I said it after the that game for a reason. Never. For me, at least, others, my own personal take, I never watch Brunson and I'm like, man, he's got to stop shooting the ball. If I mean, if I've done that, I mean, the amount of times I've done that, if I've ever done that uh, with him as a Nick, I could count on one hand and I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a few fingers left over because it always, you know, he seems to have a really good balance, a balance between trying to look for his own offense and accepting like, okay, I don't got this today or I don't got that today. What else can I do or how else can I try to help my team win? Now it's tough for him because defensively he's not a plus player, but like it shouldn't be that tough for RJ. I don't think to tap into other ways that he can help his team win basketball games, be ferocious on the boards, be ferocious on defense, you know, um, like you have this physique and you have this size, like we, 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 we see it, um, <clears throat> you know, cut, move around on offense a little bit more, like do that stuff. Like you mean it. And I feel like we don't get it. 
And I think that's, again, along with the lack of consistency, because none of us sit, I, I'm not sitting here saying that RJ Barrett is not capable of having good games and good weeks and good months. He is. But when, when the lack of consistency is what it is at this point, and you're this far along into your career, you just kind of have to be like, okay, well, how am I going to be the sort of player that, that is not going to make fans sit after a game and say the shit that people like me and you are saying after this game? Because that's what it comes down to. That's what a winning player does. Thanks, Jesse. Robert Cross. Oh, boy. It's your boy, John. I am here to defend RJ against the oncoming horde. We need him if we are opening presents on Christmas. Freedom. Hashtag 53 wins. Well, I guess now that Mitch is down for the year and you've acknowledged that Mitch is your favorite Nick. Um. I guess you got no choice but to to hop on RJ's back and hope he carries you somewhere good. <clears throat> I just wish we could all be honest. That's it. You know? I, I don't think that's too much to ask. He's a very inconsistent player who has had some great moments and had some god-awful moments. Good luck, Robert. That's what I'll say. Good luck. Um, Jibo, literally our worst matchup. F the F the IST. <laughs> um, uh, is it their worst matchup or is it Boston? Um, hmm. That's a good question. That's a good question. I hope the IST doesn't end up screwing us in the in the caboose when it comes down to making the playoffs. You know, I've been pretty consistent. I haven't haven't changed my tune really since the beginning of the year. Get in the top six. Even without Mitch. I still say get in the top six. And those two frigging games, man. No guarantee they would have won whatever else they whoever else they played, but I don't know. Thanks, Shibo. Ham DM. My God. Well, this is the first one of these I feel like we've had in a while, if not the year. Uh, thank you, Hamdy. I haven't even read your comment yet, but never know. I never, I, I never know what to say in response to generous contributions like this, and I never feel even remotely deserving. And I speak on behalf of everybody here at, at Nick's Film School, but. Man, uh, all right, Hamdi. I'm, I've been traveling a lot lately, watching the Knicks from a distance. John's post game after the loss of the Bucks and the IST was so on point. The lens in which you view this team will set your expectations. Very good team, but not a contender, and that's okay for now. Um, yes, a hundred percent. Rorschach test, the ultimate Rorschach test, and and I want to say two things off of your point because it's a great point, and I hope you're having safe travels. I hope you get to have some sort of a, a holiday season for whatever holiday you celebrate with your family. I think well, I think there's a few reasons why there's more frustration on behalf of a lot of Nick fans for what should be a very apparent reality. Um, one, 
I do think it comes down to the specifics of games like this where some of the games are less frustrating than others. A game like this where you have a young player that was kind of touted as something and like there are still people out there I'm sure who are maybe a little peeved that they you know if they perceive RJ as the the hold up in the Donovan Mitchell trade. Um, But like this is the young player who not the only one, but perhaps the most obvious one to to take a leap and put you maybe into a slightly different class of team. Um, now, I'm not sure I ever was fully on board with that possibility, but that I think is one reason why you'll get a lot of frustration after a game like this. I think another reason you'll get a lot of frustration is because you have ESPN and all these other media outlets who, because they have nothing else to talk about when it comes to the Knicks, they keep saying the same thing. They need to start, they need to start, they need to star. And then you get a fan base who, you know, reads this, that, or the other aggregation about, well, doesn't seem like there's any stars coming on the market anytime soon. So, like, what are we doing here? So, I think that's where part of the frustration comes from. And I also just think you, like, look around the league. And I don't know how many other teams are quite in New York's boat because you have Boston, Milwaukee, Philly. Those are genuine true blue contenders. You have um, your fun, young, up and coming teams where it's like the sky's the limit. Our, our players are young. We have like, you know, um, maybe some other teams' picks in the case of Orlando. Um, I forget if Indy has a pick coming up, but like that's your Pacers. That's your your magic, right? Okay. The Heat, rule them out at your own risk. Like they've done it already. They've made two finals. And then you got Cleveland and the Knicks. And um, Cleveland, 16 and three. The Knicks now are um, 16 and two. So for all intents and purposes, you kind of put those two teams in the same boat. And I know there's a lot of frustrated Cleveland fans out there. Now, I think the difference between us and them is they made their gamble. They made their bet and they were counting on, a, I think, a, some kind of jump, either whole being greater part than some of the parts or mobile making the jump. And neither of those things has happened. So I think there's they have more reason to be frustrated than us. And then you go look out west, Minnesota, genuine contender. OKC, best is yet to come and might be a genuine contender. Denver, obviously genuine contender. Clippers, I, I don't I mean, I've always been higher in the Clippers than others. Genuine contender. Lakers, Suns, say what you want about like their struggles. They're currently ninth and 10th in the West. I'm not ruling either of those teams out as far as like they could actually really do it. Um, And then that leaves the Kings. I think still they're pretty high off the fumes of like sucked for 20 years. And like now we're, we're finally good and competent again and, and all that, you know, Pelicans draft assets, maybe best is yet to come kind of thing with them too. So like you, you go, I, I didn't mean to spend as much time on that as I did, but at least I could do after your super chat here. I do think that there, it's not just like we're a bunch of spoiled Nick fans and we're, you know, a group of New Yorkers who want, want what we want. And we want it now and feel like we're entitled to it. I do think they occupy this very unique position in the hierarchy of the league. And that is why you get the level of frustration that you do. I'm not saying it's warranted because I I do still believe that this team uh, and specifically this front office, they're, 
this is not the, the the last version of the Knicks that we will see before we move on to some other iteration. Like they will make their move or moves. I there's zero question in my mind. Now maybe moves that people don't love, but they will take a swing. The swing is coming. So maybe I'll end by saying that. Like to anyone who watches a game today and is like frustrated because we're just not in the same class as that team. This was never meant to be the final iteration of this team. And I don't for one second believe that what we are seeing is the final iteration of this team. So thank you again, Hamdi. Appreciate that. Happy holidays. Adam Rea. What's going on, Adam? It's my birthday. I'm sorry, man. Happy birthday, though. Um, You got to see a nice Brunson game. That's good. But unfortunately, the Knicks have lost six in a row on December 23rd. Oof. The last win was 2013 against the Magic. Man, um, that's tough. That's tough. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really sorry. Uh, happy birthday. I hope you're having a nice dinner tonight or something, anything to put a smile on your face. Don't worry about this game. Seriously. And the Knicks are like, here's the thing. To Hamdi's point, the Knicks are good. They're 16 and 12. They're a solid team, you know? Just not on that level. Hamdy M with another one. Merry Christmas, by the way. Best wishes to everybody. Merry Christmas to you. And best wishes to all. And to all a good night. Uh, Next up, Robert Cross. First time, long time with your boy John. APB on Grimes. Um, does he need to go back into the starting lineup? What's going on here? Hashtag 53 wins. Um, what's going on here is I think this is a, a young player who's going through it. And I think it's a little bit below the neck and I think it's a lot above the neck. And there is a lot of pressure on him to perform. Um, I I continue to wonder if the impending rookie extension contract negotiations are, are weighing on him. Um, you know, he's... We've seen what he could do when he's rolling. And the, the, the difference... I know I just went on a whole thing about RJ. The difference is that they've never relied on Grimes like they rely on, on RJ. And so it's not... Like I thought RJ today was actively detrimental and Grimes was just a no-show. Which one of those is worse? Yeah. You you be the judge. But they need him and he's been he has not given them what they have needed this year. I would argue on balance, I know RJ's had a rough last whatever it's been, month or so. I would argue that Grimes remains the most disappointing player in the rotation so far this season. So I'll give you that. I don't think moving into the starting lineup is the answer. I think he just needs to figure it out. I think he's a young player going through it. I would not give up on Quentin Grimes. I don't think the Knicks think, want to give up on Quentin Grimes. I don't think they should give up on Quentin Grimes. Um, what's going to be interesting is if there's a trade available at the deadline, you know, I don't, I, I would not, I would not be surprised if, if Grimes name comes up. I know everybody's looking at quickly as the guy because of the contract situation being a little bit more impending. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Grimes' name came up. You know, for I don't know what deal, but some deal. Thanks, Robert. 
Busy. All I want for Christmas is a Macri rendition of Joe Budden. Pump it up, man. You're not getting that. Sorry, busy. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, disp- I, I did all the Christmas shopping I, I'm going to do this, this holiday season. I don't even remember any of the lyrics of that song other than the titular pump it up. Um, and I used to play that song all the time when I was a DJ. Great song. One of my favorites. And I, it's a song that I never felt maybe just said something about where I was DJing. I never felt it got people as excited as it, as the song warranted. That's a great fucking song and it should be a great club song, but I, I evidently I wasn't going to the right clubs or working at the right clubs. So sorry, busy, busy with another one. Thank you for the generous contribution. Busy. Appreciate you. Hope, hope everybody's good on your end for the holidays. Hope you're good for the holidays. Look, pump it up. If you came to get it crunk, oh, you, you, you want me? I'm not singing this. I'll read it. I'm not singing it. Pump it up if you came to get it crunk with a dame and shit that's drunk. You came to get it on more than five O's in your bang, then get it, get it on. Roll up like that stank and get it on. Stank that fitted on, came to get it on. Yeah, that brings back some memories. That, that brings back some memories. I appreciate that, Busy. And I'm sure everybody else appreciates it too. The whitest man on the planet singing Joe Budden. Exactly what everybody ordered under their tree this holiday season. Anthony Six, though. RJ's lack of physicality on both ends is a concern. Thank you. Uh, let's dig back into this. Positives. What Julius Randle does to the to a to a paint. Um to a point to a paint that houses Lopez Portis Giannis is incredibly underrated. I think that your point about Randall is like, even when Randall's having an off game, his physicality still shows up. I mean, he drew a bunch, he drew fouls on Giannis, like he drew fouls on Lopez. <clears throat> I love that about him. I truly, I love that about Julius Randall because that is something that, again, with the exception of Giannis, no other team has that. There's not a team alive, a team out there. Carl Anthony Towns, different animal. Carl Anthony Towns beats you in other ways. And boy, can he beat you. But he doesn't do that. Um, you feel Randall, you know, after a game against him. And he is unrelenting. And that's why, like, last thing I would do is kill Randall for a game tonight where he, like, again, not a great matchup. Missed some shots he probably usually makes. <laughs> The RJ physicality thing, like I, I, that's the one probably more than anything I've been waiting for for years. Always will think back to that that clip with uh, <clears throat> Butler, Jimmy Butler, talking to him about how like you can how he could draw fouls, and it's not even about the drawn foul. Like defensively, why is he so easy to move? You know. Why is he so easy to get off his spot? Why does it seem like the best wings in the league? And look, they're the best wings in the league, and he's defending the best wings in the league. So that in and of itself is a compliment to RJ. But why does it seem like so many of these guys just like have their way? And you you look up and you're just like, man, we're, can you maybe flip it and be the aggressor here? I, when 
do we get that? Am I being unkind? Are there stretches where we got? He plays good defense. He's played really good defense this year. But in that specific area, <clears throat> I still feel like we don't get it enough. We don't get it consistently enough. Thanks, Anthony. <clears throat> Spicy sham. I'm tired of watching RJ Barrett play for this team. It's exhausting. I really don't want to hear it when he has one good game in three weeks. Trade him. Well, you got to you got to find someone who wants what you have to give. It's a player in the first year of a $107 million extension that has been talked about as being an absolute steal at times. And that has been talked about as being, huh? Is that, are we sure that's a good contract at times? Um, I don't think you'd have a problem moving it. But like, again, I'll reference the thing that I have gotten pilloried for more than any single comment that I have made since I've been doing this shit, which is when I called him match, matching salary. What is matching salary? Matching salary is it's like you're getting a player that makes a certain amount of money and you're fine with that. You're fine with that. It's not expiring money. It's not money that you just want off your books. It is appropriate matching salary. You know, RJ Barrett makes twenty six and a half million dollars a year. I would argue that that's maybe a little bit more than he's worth in the aggregate. Um, and the team that, but here's the thing, right? And this is why people get mad at me because that implies that this is what he is, right? It implies that the team that is trading for him is not trading for upside to which I would ask anybody who would say that. How much longer are we sure teams around the other, around the league are looking at RJ Barrett and swearing that there's better, better stuff coming down the pike. I, I'm just asking, just asking questions. That's all. Just asking questions. <laughs> Thanks, Spicy Sham. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, Prize Picks. Not only are they the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, but they're also the easiest and most exciting way to play. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, it's just you against the numbers, picking more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection. With basketball season fully underway, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. This is a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, take Jalen Brunson over in points or Julius Randle over in rebounds and combine it with two NFL picks like Lamar Jackson over in rushing yards or Zach Wilson over in interceptions. Prize Picks is a really simple way to play. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. Like on Taco Tuesday each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all basketball season. You know what to do. Go to prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Deadwords604, thank you for the generous contribution. A lot of generosity today. Thank you so much. It means a lot during the holiday season from all of us here at KFS. So on behalf of everybody, thank you. Uh, Deadwords604, can we start to get on our chanting that ship itself? I'll get blowback for this, but I hate this he's young cop-out that people use. Fifth year in the league, and he's on a $100 million contract. You, I must have read your mind with everything I just said. Um, I apologize. I didn't wait to say it until you you just gave this chat. Time to play like it. Anyway, Merry Christmas, KFS fam. Love you guys. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't... Look, it, it happens at different times for different players. I think... <sighs> You know, the Wiggins comp for me is always going to be the most interesting one. And I've shouted him out before for this, but shout out to Benji Ritholtz, who wrote a great piece for the Strickland. I want to say probably a year and a half ago now uh, about that specific comparison. And Wiggins, it's funny this year has kind of reverted back to being like, oh, my God, can the war like what are the Warriors going to do with this guy? He's a big part of the problem. Um, But. <clears throat> He also helped them win a championship, you know, after being an immensely frustrating player in Minnesota after he got that uh, Supermax extension. Uh, so I don't know. I think you get to this point and you certainly know, like, more or less what somebody's going to be. You know, you want to tell me DeRozan? DeRozan, I think, made his first all-star team in year five. I'll double check that. Um, you know, and he was a frustrating player over his first four years. Like his, I mean, just look at the contract that he got. Um, his extension was like not a big money extension, even by the standards of, of back in the day. Yeah, he made, he made an all-star team in, in year five. Really took a leap. Um, across the board leap, by the way. Um, just looking at his his stats and Wiggins, you know, Wiggins, the the his his ridiculous all star thing, because that was not a real all star inclusion. Um, but more importantly, the finals MVP that was in he was 26, you know, but he had already started to show signs, I think, in Golden State before that. Um, so like, you know. It happens. It happens with guys who have got the, the comps that I always laughed at are the comps where you get just the age comparison. 
and like comparison to guy like what other guys did in like year four, year five, year six. All those guys like either didn't enter the league until later, or like they were bit players when they came in, like Kawhi and Jimmy Butler or two ones that got thrown around a lot. Like those guys, those guys didn't like once they started getting major opportunities, like you knew, you know, obviously that ship has sailed with RJ. Nobody's trying to compare RJ to those guys anymore. I, I, at least I hope not. Um, but he got opportunities from day one, you know, from day one. Thanks, Edwards. Jasso focused. How are you? As we continue to say, bad matchup. Brunson can't guard their guards. Nope. Randall can't guard Giannis. Nope, not really. Or the rim. So everybody else has to step up. I, well, listen, other guys were getting their lunch handed to them. Like those, you could, you could say that Brunson's the most egregious one um, and put Randall maybe next, but. I I don't even know how I feel about that because like Giannis does that to everybody, you know, Brunson is more on the defensive end. I think stands out maybe more Um, because again, the, the big difference it's Giannis doing that to Julius. It's Malik Beasley doing this to Jalen. And I I don't mean to come off as disparaging of Brunson. Like I hope everybody knows I love Jalen Brunson more than anybody, but that's the, that's kind of a big difference there. And then, but all the way on down, like I didn't, I don't know. I didn't think anybody played a great defensive game today. Quickly, hard. The, I mean, DiVincenzo battled, but like, no. Thanks, Joe. Hush zoo. I just hope some movement happens. Team is good, but not good enough against contenders. I don't know what move it is, but Mitch has been sorely missed. Yeah, Mitch has been missed. He'll continue to be missed. But again, this isn't a game I think. I don't think this game goes differently if Mitch is in there. Might get a few more rebounds. But I don't love the Mitch matchup against Milwaukee. I've never loved the Mitch matchup against Milwaukee. He's had some decent games against them. But, I, you know, other than the foul trouble, I thought Hardenstein did fine. Um in terms of what is what we should have realistically expected. Uh, in terms of, I just hope uh, some move happens soon. I don't think you're going to get anything soon. I think this is going to be a slow developing trade market because you got 22. I think you could arguably have 23 teams. Not even arguably. I think you are going to have 23 teams who see themselves as buyers. And I'm including the Raptors in there, even though I think the Raptors are going to try to move Siakam, but like, and maybe like Trent or someone, but uh, so what? Call it 22 and a half. And then, so that means, that doesn't mean that like moves won't happen, but obviously when there's a lot more buyers than sellers, Prices are going to be high. And I don't think the Knicks are not going to make a move. Like we know they're not going to make a move just to make a move. They don't need to. They don't need to. Like the, the, and, and the, the game to say that after is not this game. You know, like the Knicks have been doing just fine. This is like they're 16 and 12. I just want to repeat again for as much as we're bitching and moaning after this game, they're perfectly fine to be 16 and 12 after 28 games. Perfectly fine. No issue with it. Thanks, Hush. 
Justin, thank you for the generous contribution. Happy holidays, KFS. Not mad. Tough matchup given the roster. I love the idea of RJ. <laughs> I love the idea of RJ. It's a great idea. Uh, uh, but it's year five, and at some point, we'd love him to learn he's not good enough to challenge guys like Lopez repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man, what is the three? I'm gonna. I haven't looked at the three point percentage uh, in a while. What is the three point percentage at at this point? That's the other. That's the other one. Like, you could control that. That's getting in the gym. That's putting up shots. Hey, John. Hi. What's up? It's thirty five percent. Is RJ's three point percentage? Also, um, your feed is a bit pixelated and delayed according to those of us watching. So I'm just going to do a quick tech support check and have you either refresh your internet or leave and come back. I can do a quick advanced uh, stats update if you'd like. So shout out everybody tuning in here on the KFS post game show. Uh, We're going to have John fix his internet and come back and then uh, take you the rest of the way home. Thank you everybody for tuning in on like two days before Christmas. You should all probably be shopping or something and um, getting those last minute gifts, whether it be uh, a stocking stuffer or the secret Santa gift that you need to, to go get or uh, a jump shot for RJ Barrett, whatever it is that you really are looking for that you can't find this Christmas. Um, hopefully you can find it before all the sales are done. We're going to do an advanced stats lookup real quick uh, and give you, you know what, let's go to the standings first. How's that? Because all the gloom and doom with the Knicks and yet they are still the sixth seed in your Eastern Conference standings at 16 and 12, only a half game behind the fraudulent Miami Heat. Um, they are only one game, excuse me, also only a half game behind the uh, trending downward Orlando Magic, who they play next weekend. So uh, those are your or standings, at least. They currently sit right around the, the four, five, six spot in the Eastern Conference. Let me add John back to the screen. All right, that's much better. That's much better. And then we're going to do an advanced stats look as I pull up the page and say that the Knicks, after today's loss, are now 10th in offense. I believe they were 10th in offense going into this game, right? Um, In defense, they went from 13th to 14th. So only dropped one spot. Then a net rating, still 9th in net net rating in the NBA. So around the same spot, today's loss, as frustrating as it was, no harm, no foul across the board. Well, I don't know about no harm, no foul. Depends where you thought harm was coming from from, and how big a foul you were not anticipating. Okay, sure. Some fouls hurt differently than others. Some fouls are just a ticky-tack foul, and you're just like, all right, that's, that's good. They're going to call that, but it shouldn't be. And sometimes, you know, you someone dives at your knees and you're out for the season. This was a ticky-tack foul. This was a ticky tack file. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Thank, thank you. To the broadcast. Thank you, GMAC. Sorry about the uh, pixelation, folks. <clears throat> and thank you again, Justin. I should do with another one. Scott's report on the Knicks' interest in Murray got any real legs to it? I like the pairing, um, bringing in a great defender that could do it all. So, a couple things on that. Uh, I thought Scott's wording, and Mike Scott's a great reporter, my, my fellow neighbor here in Brooklyn. Um, I thought the wording was purposeful. Uh, I believe he used the word exploratory. Uh, I would be surprised if the Knicks 
went knocking on that door with uh, any more than exploratory interest uh, for a few reasons. One, uh, DeJounte Murray is a very good defender of small guards and guards in general. He's still a small guard himself. And I don't love the defensive pairing with him and Jalen Brunson. And then as far as like can do it all, DeJounte Murray is another player that is best when he has the ball in his hands. Now, all that being said, I think RJ Barrett fits very much into that same description. Guy who's best with the ball in his hands. If you swap out RJ Barrett for DeJounte Murray uh, on this team, does this team become better? Absolutely. I think they do. Um, I think it, but at the same time, you're then looking at like, okay, well, would they, is that really the move that they would make or they want to put Steven Ch- or uh, DeJounte Murray in between RJ and Brunson? Well, then that gets back to the, the size issue and you want to make sure you're not too small. Does, does, would that mean Hart elevates into the starting five? Um, I don't know. Other than doing a, a Murray RJ swap, I'm not really sure that that's a move that I would feel great about. And again, trading RJ, like it leaves you in even like they, they already, we, as we always talk about RJ doesn't do a lot of the, the typical things that like big wings do in the league. So you, but if you trade him, it, it, it only further exacerbates your need for a big wing and you do become smaller. And yes, there are games where RJ just being six, six and two, hundred whatever pounds he is like makes a difference didn't make a difference today it makes a difference sometimes so i would do that move but i i mean if you're atlanta like you know what else you asking for oh thanks us stevens Giammi, what's going on stevens why does tibbs minute Minute matches Randall and Giannis against that team. We struggle with, we have to win those non Giannis minutes because they don't have anybody else to guard Giannis. That's pretty easy. Um, And in theory, they should have zero issue winning the non Giannis minutes because we've been saying since the summertime that this team's greatest strength more than any individual player would be its depth. And um, you got, I mean, one thing that, like, again, all of Nick's Twitter is seemingly united on is that Emmanuel quickly doesn't ever get enough minutes. Well, you know, like he's usually on the floor for those minutes. Like, I'm not, I'm not putting it on him today, but like him, like RJ, like these guys, like they have enough, as Tibbs would say, they have enough to win those minutes without Randall. And I think that the the, the drop off to try to win to try to guard Giannis without Randall out there, I just I wouldn't want any part of that. Thanks, Stevens. Jasso focus with another one. As an RJ defender, I am obligated to shoot him some bail. He was bad offensively. But he was our best wing defender, which he shouldn't be. Quentin Grimes was getting cooked by everyone. I don't think. RJ's defense was anything to write home about tonight. I, I agree to disagree there. Um, 
I don't think anybody's defense was anything to write home about tonight. And saying that he was your best wing defender, I mean, shit, that might be true, but that's not, you know. And like, fine, let's give him that. It doesn't excuse anything. Like, okay, Brunson got picked on. Offensively, he was brilliant. That's not, these are not two equal cups, right? Brunson bad on D, Brunson good on O, RJ bad on O, RJ, I, I guess, okay on D. No, that's not how it works. You know, so I'm, I understand you're playing devil's advocate here, and I appreciate you're your striving to do that, because I sure as shit am not, but no, not, not the same for me. Ja with another one uh, about RJ, and even when he's having bad shooting games like this one, we should still be able to count on production from two other guys, so he doesn't play. Who today? Um, I thought obviously Brunson had a good game. I thought Randall did Randall had an off game. He also got to the line, what, 10 times? Like he he figured out a way to contribute even though he was off. Um, nobody else showed up. But like that's why, like it I'll, let me give you this. If you look at the comments from this post game, you would think that this loss is on RJ Barrett. This loss is not on RJ Barrett. He didn't help, obviously. And he was, I would argue, the most detrimental Nick of anybody out there. And if you replace him with someone who had an outstanding game, might they have won? Sure. But the Knicks did not lose this game because of RJ Barrett. So that I will give you. If that, I think that's what you're angling here towards. Thank you, Joe. Busy with another one. I get star guards getting picked on. JB ain't the first, but he might be the first to get picked on by Beasley. Um, the five option, the five option. Hard to win like that. Look, it's not unfair. It's not unfair. It's not unfair. Brunson battles. I thought he battled today. Thought he battled today. Didn't matter. I do think that is where it gets into a larger discussion about for one, beggars can't be choosers. This guy, as far as I'm concerned, this guy saved their franchise. So he's, he's what you have. You accept him and you accept his strengths and uh, you accept his weaknesses. And because beggars can't be choosers and he's your guy that you have, that's where everybody else needs to step up. And is like that fair? Like we all have to cover for what this guy can't do. Well, you know what? He covers everybody else's goddamn ass a hell of a lot more than the other way around. So yeah, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. But you're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong, busy. Parish can't show up Christmas Day without another center. You know, so this was something that was going on through the chat during the game, a few people were like, it's a disgrace that Taj Gibson is their backup center. I, I'm going to try to try to try to be calm and breathe as Andrew Claudio implored me to do before we started. Trade season hasn't started yet. I know December 15th has passed. Trade season has not started yet. If you are going and getting someone right now, you are paying a premium for that player because it is so far ahead of the trade deadline. And 
again, trade deadline hasn't started yet. So anybody you call up and you have an interest in a player, they're going to be like, okay, great. Sure. Give us X, Y, and Z. And that is called acting out of desperation. And I'm sorry for anybody who watched today and their takeaway was like, man, we really need another center besides Taj Gibson. We can't have another game like that. What game were you watching? Because it wasn't the same one that I was. Is Taj Gibson an ideal fill-in? No, he's not ideal. He was on the street for a, a, a month after he, or a month and a half after he got cut by Washington. But he knows the system. He knows the demands. He's played with most of these guys before. And he shows up and he gives you everything he has every minute that he's on the floor. And if I'm parsing hairs between him and some other guy that doesn't have a job in the NBA, because again, that's the only guy you're getting right now. I'll take the guy who like, I'll take the devil. I know because I know what Ty Gibson brings and it's, it's professionalism and it's effort and it's all the little things that mean something on this team. So I, 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 Again, few things truly stun me, but this outcry for like they need another backup center immediately, I, I, I for the life of me, I, I don't get it. Do not get it. Thank you, Parrish. <laughs>